In the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. He removed the high places and broke down the pillars and cut down the Asherah. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made for until, until those days the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Neshushtan. He trusted. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him. Wherever he went out, he prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this word to us. It's a word, God, of your servant Hezekiah. And just his conviction and his surrender and his obedience to your invitation for you to be his God and for you to be his, his Savior and Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that there are lessons in your word that are appropriate for us, even lessons from long, long, long ago. Of God, your great faithfulness, of your mercy and your grace, and your steadfast love, which endures forever. Lord God, may our considerations today be appropriate and, and, and uh, just may they be a blessing to us as, as we consider, God, your word and uh, as your Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and understanding. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. The context of this for me is, is just incredible because father, son, you know, father, son, um, my dad was, was, was you know, a, a big part of my life and, and, um, and, an, and an encouragement to me. And, and um, he was the youngest of eight kids of a missionary family that, that served in China and then, and, and, then, and then had to come home to be here in the United States uh, because China closed its doors to the gospel. But um, we didn't always get along, though. Didn't, we didn't always get along. I was the oldest. Maybe I was just stubborn or something. I probably was, it was all me, but that's okay. Um, dads are an important part, but I'm, I'm just amazed how Ahaz and Hezekiah had such different attitudes. Hezekiah, um, well, if you ever want to read, read his, his uh, biographical thing here, it, it's not a pretty picture. Um, Whoever wrote this Second Kings doesn't 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 paint a, a, a very good, um, shall we say, picture of of Ahaz. But there was something there was something that obviously Hezekiah learned from his father, and that was it was important 
It, he didn't learn this from his father, but learned it in a negative way from his, his father. Wasn't willing to trust God. Wasn't willing to trust God. Didn't seek after God. We read in Second Kings, you know, but they had a similar experience with the Assyrians. Um, but in a different context, when, when, when we read here that Hezekiah wasn't willing to serve the Assyrians, his father is the one who set this up, see. There was this king of Syria named Rezin. Now, Syria and Assyria are two different countries back then. Rezin was king of Syria, and Pekah was the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. And this is before the Assyrians had conquered the northern kingdom of Israel. And they came to wage war on Ahaz in the southern kingdom of, of Judah. And we might, you might know this story because in Isaiah 9, this is where um, Isaiah records for us how, how God had invited uh, Ahaz to trust him. God had invited Ahaz to trust him. And, and Ahaz, oh, I don't want to put the Lord... I just don't want to put the Lord to the test. He wasn't being polite. Um, and it's in that context that in Isaiah 9, um, we read, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. You guys know that story? We usually say, you know, cover that every, every, every Advent. That's one of those key verses that we, we, we look at as in, in understanding of the coming of our Messiah. Ahaz had this promise from God. I will. I will take care of you. And he refused. He refused to take God at his word. And instead, he went to the Assyrians. That time, the king of Assyria was Tiglath-Pileser. And Ahaz says, if you protect me, if you protect my kingdom, if you protect us, I'll pay you. I'll pay you a tribute. Started with money out of the temple, and, and then obviously Ahaz would tax the people. And there was this, 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 this annual or semi-annual, I don't know how they set up payments on that, but Ahaz indebted the people of the southern kingdom of Judah to the Assyrians. So when Hezekiah becomes king, he says, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to put our trust in God. I'm going to put my trust in God, and I'm going to invite you as the people of Judah, southern kingdom of Judah. Put our, we're going to put our trust in God. We're going to get rid of all these foreign gods. We're going to get rid of these idols. We're going to get rid of these, these, these worship places, these Asherah places, and, and, and we're going to dedicate ourselves to trusting God. Well, these Syrians... They didn't think much of that. Now Sennacherib is king of Assyria. And he says, hey, hey, you're a little behind. Uh, you ain't getting any more. You ain't getting any more. I don't know if that's exactly how Hezekiah said it. He just said, we're not paying you anymore. We're not going to serve you. And so Sennacherib comes down and conquers the fortified cities of, Jerus or of Judah. And Jerusalem is now somewhat surrounded. 
We read in 2 Kings 18, in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And he and his armies are camped outside of Jerusalem. Sennacherib is looking for money. And if you're not going to give it to me, Hezekiah, I'm going to conquer you. See, here again, who are you going to trust? Ahaz got his son into this mess. And one of the considerations, Hezekiah could have could have sent an envoy over to this place called Babylon. There was this up-and-coming king called Nebuchadnezzar. He considered sending an envoy to Egypt. Maybe the Egyptians. You know, we, we used to get along with them, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll But no, that's not what Hezekiah did. In 2 Kings 19, we read Hezekiah's prayer. Second King, Kings 19, starting with verse 14. Hez, or verse 15. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. And as we continue to read, God did hear Hezekiah's prayer. And Hezekiah didn't have to wait days or year, weeks or months or years. But that, that very night, in the camp of the Assyrians, the angel of the Lord came and struck down 185,000 Assyrians in their camp. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David, was God's reply. We don't have too many Sennacheribs camped out our city today. We do live, we do live in a time where our faith is constantly seemingly challenged. Even as a pastor, even as a pastor, I, I sometimes just get a little discouraged in in the insanity of the news media. I mean, even, even, even today in the celebration of a wedding in a faraway place, literally, a number of people lost their lives because of someone's lack of love or concern for others. We see death and violence and hatred 
and we wonder, Lord God, are you really, are you really in control? Are you really the God who's going to take care of us? Are you really the God who's going to protect us? Are you really the God who's going to save us? He is. He is the God who's going to save us. He's the God who is at work always, who is faithful always. Each morning, you've heard this verse, each morning his mercies are new. Great is his faithfulness. In our weakness, his strength is perfected. His grace is sufficient for us. And that's the beauty of communion. It's nice coming here this morning and finding that you guys do communion every week. And one brave soul said, it's, I need it every week. The reality is I need it every day, every minute of the day practically. So this morning as we prepare for communion, we've already confessed our desperation for God's grace and forgiveness. Because the things I want to do, I don't do. The things that I should do, you know, I'm not doing. And the things I'm, I'm not doing, I, I should do. And, and, and I don't love my neighbor as myself. And, 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 and that's, that's, the, that's the, lack of a better word, insanity of being a Christian. I'd like to think I'm holy, but I'm not holy. Jesus Christ is. And that's the beauty of Paul's writings where, where he says, I've been reconciled. I've been reconciled through Christ. God made him who knew no sin that I could be reconciled to God. So trust God this morning. Trust his word. Trust the work of Jesus Christ. It is for you. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that even today you have invited us into this place to hear your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that in your word today again reminds us that your word is true, that your word is trustworthy, and that your word, Lord God, is, is ointment. It's a salve for our wounds, for our brokenness, for our, for our rebellion. Thank you that in Jesus Christ, we have salvation. In Jesus Christ, we are righteous. In Jesus Christ, we are reconciled to you. And it's because of his work, his death, his resurrection. Thank you for the testimony, God, that your word continues to provide that gives us confidence to come and to receive. Thank you, God, that you do indeed today declare that you are our God and that we are your people through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray in his name. Amen.